This is the Onesimus Collective. Episode 5 Lost and Found I was hoping, by now, to have gotten more feedback from those who may have listened to these podcast episodes, or at least backlash from those who do not appreciate these discussions. As a side thought, in the future, I will be more sensitive to interacting with the host of podcasts I listen to myself. It might be a dangerous thing, but I pray to be overwhelmed with feedback from people who might listen to these episodes. Of course, I could assemble the episodes in my own way, ignoring how God wants them done, but I wouldn't be attempting a podcast without his prodding. I will continue with the episodes that glorify God and convict people of their sins. I can go no other way. I will stay on the path God has provided, and if it takes 10,000 episodes to see just one soul saved, the work will be worth it. Some would rather not have a podcast series that forces the listener to consider eternity and the condition of their souls. I would say I would rather do episodes that are more fun and frivolous, but that wouldn't be the whole truth. I find joy in proclaiming God's word and helping people realize the importance of saving faith in Jesus Christ. I plan to write a few stories, which hopefully will be entertaining, that can be narrated, but those take time, and time is something I do not presently have. Prayers for God's guidance are always appreciated. Considering that this is a niche group podcast, that group being Christians, I had hoped Christians would find its spirit-minded approach a good thing. However, when we are on our own, on our jobs, or at home, we tend to want what the flesh wants more often than we should. Sadly, we're all guilty, but it shouldn't be that way, should it? Maybe we feel we get enough of God on Sunday, but serving God is not something we do. Serving God is more something we live. We should become saturated with the things of God in the same way a sponge soaks up water. A good point to remember is that we're as much a result of what we put in our minds and hearts as the food we consume when we're hungry. Before we get into the meat of this episode, I will say again that it is undesirable to try to live a proper Christian life without being tied to a local church. I have had somewhat to say about churches in general, but we as Christians need to be tied to a local church. We should strive to be the Christians who stand our ground, stand on Scripture, and rely on God's Holy Spirit. We need to push ourselves to be the Christians that make the local church better. Better for the faithful members and the lost needing to be found. As we consider what it means to be lost, then hopefully found, we realize something. There are times when we cannot readily find something that might be lost. A former co-worker was vacationing in San Francisco, and while walking across the Golden Gate Bridge, he dropped his pipe into San Francisco Bay. So, his pipe was lost with no easy way to find it. Sure, a dive team might have been hired, but finding a smoking pipe in such a body of water would have been difficult, if not impossible. What was the solution? My former co-worker went to a smoke shop and bought a new pipe, which was much more cost-effective than hiring a dive team. However, a lost soul cannot be so easily replaced.
the biblical book of Luke, chapter 14, and verses 15 through 17, we find, And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. The hymn in verse 16 is the man who was all excited in verse 15. Jesus had spoken in the biblical book of Luke, chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, about making a feast and inviting those who were destitute, broken, and lost, making this individual exclaim the joy of that heavenly meal in that heavenly place. The truth of what Jesus said is shown in the destitute, broken, and lost inability to repay their generous host. Now, before we continue, we will note that Jesus is tossing much of this discussion at the Jews of the day, and how, in refusing Jesus, Jesus had made himself available to those who are not Jewish, to those of us who are Gentile. As this passage continues, we see how those who were bidden refused to attend the gala event as they were invited to come and eat. The biblical book of Luke, chapter 14, verses 18 through 20 says, And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Okay, we see in these verses a few scenarios where people who were invited to the feast had more important matters to deal with. You might say, why would anyone turn down free food eaten in a fancy house? Well, why would anyone refuse the free gift of salvation provided by the God of heaven himself, but would rather risk eternity burning violently over and over forever? Take this podcast, which you are graciously listening to. If we were discussing true crime, monsters, and goblins, or sensual topics best not discussed in polite company, I, as the host, might not be able to churn out the episodes fast enough to satiate the appetites of the listeners. However. Since we are talking about God, who is discussed in that dusty old book called the Bible, not nearly as many are interested in listening. Now here is where I implore you, the listener, to pray for this host in this podcast. I beg you to pray that God's hand would weave a thread through the secular and at times sadistic podcast feeds on every platform and put the word of God in front of people who need to hear it most. This is the Great Commission lived out here, people. And your prayers for this podcast means you are part of the work. Right now, this podcast has at least one listener in the African country of Malawi. And I hope whoever is listening there is encouraging family and friends to listen. Into all the world, we are commissioned to go. No excuses. If you think I sound a little tweaked, listen to how the man hosting the feast felt. In the biblical book of Luke, chapter 14, verses 21 through 24. So the servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. 
And the Lord said unto his servant, Go into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. So the host of the feast was upset, but he had a solution. Go, and if you see a person, any person, compel that person to come to my house and eat. Can you see the parallel here? Let's do this. God says, I have created heaven and all that is in it. I want to fill heaven with many souls, but for those souls to come, they have to accept me, or more specifically, my son who sacrificed himself so that they can be in heaven with me. Those who have accepted me are commissioned to compel those who haven't accepted me, because I want all who will to accept that which I, God, has already done, so they can be with me in heaven. See what I mean? God has made a way, prepared the feast, and sent out the invitations. What will be your reply? In the biblical book of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 2, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Okay, if you regularly attend church, how do you feel about, let's say, a family? A man and woman with three kids coming into the sanctuary at your church. You notice an unpleasant odor as they pass by. You also notice the three kids are not very well behaved. They are loud and keep touching the song books, the pews, and the person sitting in front of them. You notice the man and woman don't know how to act in church either. They look sheepish, confused, and maybe a little scared. People start whispering, and you, but hopefully not, are wondering why these people, this family, these humans with souls in need of help, have disturbed the perfect atmosphere of this church on this wonderful Sunday morning. Did that sting at least a little? If it did, good. In the biblical book of Luke, chapter 15, verses 3 through 7, and he spake, this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. According to these verses, no sheep gets left behind. Even if that sheep is dirty, smelly, ornery, and apt to run off again, Jesus tells those who are listening that every soul, every person, every human, every mother, father, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, friend, neighbor, or stranger is important to him. 
He hears the cry of those who are seeking him and goes to where they are, wherever they are, and rescues them. If you have dropped in here and are broken, cry out to Jesus. He's a present help and will hear a broken heart. Remember, Scripture says, whosoever can come to Christ for salvation. The biblical book of John, chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. As well, the biblical book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. At this point, I'm not going to tell you to pray a particular prayer, but I am going to encourage you to pray. Pray to God as you would talk to a trusted friend because he is ready and waiting to help you and he will help you just exactly where you are today. Scripture references are from the authorized King James Bible. Music courtesy of Apple Loops. Direct questions and comments to Collective at gmail.com and please rate the show where you get your podcast. Thank you for listening to the Anissimus Collective.